never say die! Fourteen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Forty Going On Fourteen. I am Mike. I'm Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And we watched stoner movies this week. And you know what? After all the drugs wear off, film goers everywhere. You know what? I think James Franco kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, they hate us because they hate because they hate us. Nobody, nobody says that. It's not a saying. Nobody yeah. says that. No, nobody. I don't know. I'll take James over Dave. But true. <laughs> I actually don't even hate James Frank. I just wanted to repurpose that Grateful Dead joke. Hmm. And so this week, like Josh said, we watched stoner movies. Um, since there hasn't been a direct one to one remake, we uh decided to just kind of watch a bunch of stuff that we thought we liked. Plus with the legalization of weed in Illinois coming up here in January, seemed apropos. Yeah, just a few days now. What what? Huh. <laughs> what was that? This is me, my little mini celebration. More more reason for me to move back to Chicago. Whoop, there whoop. you go. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Sounds like you're turning off your car alarm. <laughs> if you like strange stoned car alarms, you <laughs> might like the shows on the podcast collective. Whoop, whoop. Such as I Am Salt Lake, The Dog and Do Show, The Portland Beer Club Podcast, Talk Music to Me, and of course the Red Dead Radio Hour. <laughs> if uh, you're looking for more of this, iTunes, Blu-ray, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, and all kinds of things. Podchaser, leave us a review. iTunes, leave us a review after you listen to this. <laughs> Sounds like you're about to break into square dance. Sounds <laughs> like a weird little song happening there. And, and Podchaser. Everything's coming up, podcasts. <laughs> and Podchaser, leave us a review. Leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> Grab your partner, Dosi Doe. Leave us a review and throw on the phone. <laughs> boop boop. So do we uh, also like uh, seven or eight now rap and all that? Give us a call. Six, what? Seven, I've already seven, done that. It's about that I time. Know. It is about that. Do we have any listener feedback? Yeah. No. No, we do not. I'm. Wait. I'm getting mixed messages from everybody. Joel says yes. You say no. But well, Joel doesn't have access to the voicemail, so it's no. Right. So shut up, Joel. No, I was saying yes, like it's time for listener feedback. Not yes. Yes, we have any. Oh, it is about that time. Yeah. This week in music, movies, and TV. And sports. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, that was not bad. Not I approve. It was much better than the last week's. Yeah. Which was a thing. All right, so Pat dug back in the Wayback Machine and found that September 15th, 1978, the release of Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Pretty much considered the first real stoner movie. Mm-hmm. All right, so music. The number one song in the land was Boogie Oogie by A Taste of Honey. Did you did you drop an oogie? You missed an he oogie. dropped an oogie. <laughs> I said Boogie Oogie. Boogie Oogie. Oogie. Well, it's yours. I don't think Boogie Oogie. Yeah, you said Boogie Oogie. Did I? Yes. Oh, I'm thinking of Nightmare Before Christmas, I think. True. Boogie Oogie Oogie. Do not hold back on the Yogis. I really like this song. Boogie Oogie Oogie? Mm-hmm. It's fun. Eh, It's okay, yeah. Until you can't take the boogie no more. Exactly. (laughs) See, Josh knows what I'm talking about. Boogie no more? 
Listen to the music. Anyway, Christopher Ruben Studdard was born September 12th. He is an American R&B pop and gospel singer and actor. He won the second season of American Idol and was nominated for a Grammy Award in 2003 for his recording of Superstar. Studdard has released seven studio albums, including his platinum-selling debut, Soulful, and the top-selling gospel follow-up, I Need an Angel. He is most well-known for his recording career, which has produced his hits Flying Without Wings, Sorry 2004, and Change Me. But he has also segued into television and stage work. Most notably, he starred as Fats Waller in a national tour revival of Ain't Misbehavin', which spawned a Grammy-nominated soundtrack. I was not aware of that. I wasn't either. Huh. Yeah, like when he st- got to Christopher Rubin stuttered, all of a sudden my like notability filter started kicking on. But I think the most interesting thing is that Stutter did way more than I thought he did. He's had a pretty yeah. su- successful career, yeah. Yeah, yeah, way more than I thought. Good on him, Velvet Teddy Bear. I go. need an angel. Is that like covers of Pet Shop Boy songs? Or oh, send me an angel. Sorry. Boop boop. Thank you, Joel. You're welcome. Uh, Kasim Dean was born on September 13th. He is known professionally as Swizz Beats, an American hip-hop recording artist, DJ, record producer, art collector, and entrepreneur from New York City. Born and raised in the Bronx, Dean began his musical career as a DJ. At the age of 18, he worked with rapper DMX and his record label. Dean later launched his own label, Full Surface Records, in 1999. He went on to sign multiple artists to the label, including Eve, Mashonda, and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Dean also released two albums under the label. Dean has produced many hit singles for a number of prominent artists across different music genres. With a career spanning two decades, his catalog includes Rough Riders Anthem and Party Up In Here, Party Up Up In Here, excuse me, with DMX, Got a Man with Eve, Girl's Best Friend with Jay-Z, Upgrade You, Check On It, and Ring the Alarm with Beyonce. Bring Him Out and Swing Your Rag with T.I., Touch It with Busta Rhymes, and Ultralight Beam with Kanye West, among others. He's done a lot. Yeah. I had guessed that Swiss Beats was not born like Swiss of the family Beats. <laughs> like, you could have given me a million guesses at who Kasim Dean was, and I would not have been able to tell you. Yeah, same here. He was on a different world, right? Oh, wait, that's Kas- Kasim Kadeem. Hartson. That's Kadeem. I'm just kidding. Thanks for taking the heat off me, Joel. You're uh, welcome. How cool, how cool is it to say that, well, yeah, when I was 18 years old, I was working with DMX. Right. Seriously. And finally, Rock in the Cradle, Egypt 1978 is a live album by American rock band The Grateful Dead that was released, I'm sorry, that was recorded September 15th and 16th at the Giza Pyramid Complex in Egypt. Rather than ship all the sound equipment from the U.S., a mobile studio recording truck was borrowed from The Who. (laughs) The Dead crew set up their gear at the open-air theater on the east side of the Great Sphinx for three nights of concerts. The final two, September 15th and 16th, are excerpt for the album. The final night's performance concurred with a total lunar eclipse. Huh. Now, if you had to guess when that album was released, you would probably be wrong. 2003. 2008. Wow. wow. You're really yeah. close. Yeah. I I know that, like, we joked about the Grateful Dead. And as much... It's weird because a lot of the Grateful Dead songs I've listened to are not that great. But the three that I like, I really, really like. Uh, Uncle John's band is one of them. Correct. Yes. Yes. I think we all like that for the same reason. Uh, hey, anybody else got the other two? Casey Jones. Correct. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, Joel, that leaves you with the third one. Touch of Gray. Oh shit! Maybe there's four. <laughs> Good job, Joel. Yeah. Well, I hadn't considered. I was thinking Truckin', but Touch of Gray is not a bad song. 
Touch of Grey is a really good song. That was going to be my my other guess. I forgot about Trucking. Yeah, I like Trucking more than Touch of Grey, but I'd forgotten about Touch of Grey. So, okay, the four I like, I really like. Well, at least he didn't say Hell in a Bucket. I don't care for Trucking myself, but I do like Casey Jones. Trucking. So what, were they just really high and forgot that they recorded an album? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. Like, I really, I didn't look any further into it. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about the whole, instead of shipping everything over, they borrowed a truck from the Who, who was like, we are so lost. There's pyramids. There's the Sphinx. No, the Who, the who didn't go. They just loaned their equipment to him. Oh. Because oh. Keith Moon died a week earlier, so they're like, well, we're not going to be using it, so go ahead. Oh. No, that makes me sad. Yeah. How and, and I'm just imagining the amount of bullshit commentary that's going on in the in the crowd from a, a Grateful Dead concert that ends with a lunar eclipse. Right when the moon goes out, everyone must have lost their shit. Right. <laughs> it, it like symbolizes the end of one generation, and it's just like the Mayans predicted. Man, you sounded like Otto because you were very Otto. <laughs> Mike totally sounded like Otto. Maybe that. Maybe that's my gift. I can do uh, Morty and I can do Otto. <laughs> All right, moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land was Grease. While it's not a good movie, it is a fun movie. Huh? It's got some great songs. Yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. It, it's a fun movie. And and you're the one that I want. That song, I, I really like that song. A couple years ago, the girls had friends over for new year's eve and they were playing uh dance central and suzanne and i did you're the one that i want in dance central all i mean all the way to the point where i am carrying suzanne around the living room like she jumps in my arms type of thing you have never seen the children more mortified <laughs> right than that night it's kind of hot so. <laughs> <laughs> all right Principal filming of Monty Python's acronym of the week, which is T-L-O-B, which I'm pretty sure stands for Tiffany Licks Old Balls. She does now. Oh, I like Tiffany. Yeah, that one was for you, Pat. I think we're alone now. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. Tiffany 2020 tickets on sales now. Which mall is she playing at? (laughs) I don't know. I want to I go to her and be like, you remember me? I was a kid in the mall you talked to. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, I want to lick your balls. She said, <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily they're old. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you kidding me? Tiffany is playing tomorrow in Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh? Or, or, Raleigh? or Raleigh, depending Shut on. Up. I'm half Raleigh. in the bag as it is. I've had a rough day. Fuck you. Oh, my God. We haven't even got through the tweet yet. Slow down. <laughs> Pace yourself. It'll be comatose by the end of the show. It's a very deep bag. <laughs> anyway, so was, was I right? I can't continue. <laughs> <laughs> you were close. That was the life of Brian. I Thank forgot, you. I forgot we needed the Yeah, I need closure on that acronym. <laughs> True. Nice. Uh, principal filming of The Life of Brian started on September 15th. On September 10th, George Lucas finalized his purchase of Bulltail Ranch on Lucas Valley Road, which would later be developed into Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. Mm, ranch. And he did that one year after Star Wars came out. That's how much money he made on Star Wars. That is ridiculous. And he's still making it. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of money from the toys. 
<laughs> you did pretty good, George Lucas, too. <laughs> I'm just a font of entertainment tonight. What a, what a strange wheelhouse you have. <laughs> George Lucas, Otto. <laughs> and Morty. And, and Morty. Morty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't. Don't don't even try it. It's no. gonna make me lose it. All right, so TV, the top shows in the land were a very very 19 whatever we are happy days mork and mindy laverne and shirley and three's company if you could if you could tell me i'm going to give you four tv shows these are the only shows you can watch for the rest of your life i would be all right with that with these four yeah Mm, eh, yeah happy days up until you know the jumping of the shark is always good mork and mindy pretty good all around laverne and shirley i always enjoyed and three's company john ritter alone is fantastic so I like it. I mean, they're definitely fun. Yeah. I mean, it's it's old school, just good TV. Laverne and Shirley. Love that stuff. Hey, kudos. Who? What, what was the uh, the drink that Laverne always drank? Milk and Pepsi. Right on. All right. So t- September 12th, Taxi premieres starring Judd Hirsch, Jeff Conway, Danny DeVito, Mary Lou Henner, Christopher Lloyd, and Andy Kaufman, among others. If you have not seen Taxi, it is currently on Hulu. You need to get on that right now. Huh. Between this and Greece, this is turning into a very Jeff Conaway episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Hallmark card. I met him uh, briefly before he passed away, and unfortunately, he was kind of a dick. Aw. Yeah, I think it was at Origins or Gen Con, and he was charging like 50 bucks for autographs. And I was only there because somebody who was in a tournament like needed the last signed card for like his Babylon 5 CCG collection. He was like the last main actor. And yeah, I, I had to drop money on something I didn't really even care about. Does he really have the cachet to be like that, though? I mean, seriously. That, and that was the thing. Yeah, I was like, come on. I mean, like, I liked you in Greece and Babylon 5, but really? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, not to speak ill of the dead, but fuck that guy. (laughs) Uh, Usually that's my job. Jeff Conway? Oh, okay. What is going on with this? Because he's, I'm, all right. I'm scrolling through his IMDb as you're talking. Okay. And Jeff Conway is on here, and he currently, he died in 2011. Yep. He's got. Credits from 2012 and 2013, and sure. has two items in post production for 2020 and 2021. Wild, a Dante's Hell and Dante's Purgatory. Maybe voice work. Maybe. We need Jeff Conaway CGI now. He does. Oh, he oh, apparently he did an introduction to the circles. Okay, there you go. That's just. I mean, because I was so confused as you're talking about him being dead, and I'm looking at him having something coming out in 2021. Anyway, I'm back. All right, Megan Henning is an American actress born September 13th. She's known for playing Meredith Davies on 7th Heaven, and and also in 2008, she began playing the recurring role of Judy Hofstadt, Betty Draper's compassionate sister-in-law on Mad Men. Way to go, Megan Henning, on being born. Good job. The uh, 30th Emmy Awards, held on September 17th, All in the Family won, along with Ed Asner and Sada Thompson. And if you want to know what they won, you have to go back and watch it. They won Emmys. They won Emmys for shows and acting. Brilliant. Uh, Billy Eichner, American comedian, actor, writer, and television personality, most known for his role as Craig on Parks and Rec, was born on September 18th. He's everywhere these days. 
and he's got a comedy styling that you either pretty much love or hate. I don't really remember this guy. He's all over Netflix now. Yeah. Huh. You don't remember him from Parks and Rec? He was the guy that was always yelling that I do a horrible impression of. Yes. Oh, go ahead. I'm Craig. I like wine, damn it. Yeah, that that is pretty bad. Yeah. That just, that just sounds like Joel yelling. Shut up, Pat. <laughs> All right, moving on to sports. Leon Spinks versus Muhammad Ali 2 was a professional championship boxing match contested on September 15th in New Orleans. The fight was estimated to have been watched by a record 2 billion viewers worldwide in some 80 nations. Ali won his titles back from Spinks with a unanimous decision. Yikes. That's a lot of people. It had a 40, I think 47 percent viewership like 47 percent of the households in the world that had a television were watching that fight that's huge crazy pants all right moving on born september 9th shane courtney battier is a retired nba player he played four years at duke winning the 2001 national championship and the national player of the year award he played for the vancouver grizzlies the houston rockets the memphis grizzlies and the miami heat during his career he is the only basketball player to have ever won both the Naismith Prep Player of the Year Award and the Naismith College Player of the Year Award. Battier won two NBA championships with the Miami Heat in 2012 and 2013. Hmm. I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Banged Ronnie Peterson. I, I don't know Swedish. Does anybody have a better pronunciation? I'm pretty sure Banked is correct. Banked. Yeah, Banked. Bengt Ronnie Peterson was a Swedish racing driver known by the nickname Super Swede. He was a two-time runner-up in the FIA Formula One World Drivers Championship. The 1978 Italian Grand Prix at Monza, held September 10th, started badly for Peterson. In practice laps, he damaged his Lotus 79 beyond immediate repair and bruised his legs in the process. Team Lotus had a spare 79, but it had been built for Mario Andretti, and the taller Peterson did not fit comfortably inside. A multi-car accident left Peterson in a flaming car with two shattered legs, and he was removed from the flames with only minor burns. However, he was pronounced dead the following morning, September 11th, from an embolism and renal failure due to the massive trauma from his crushed legs. Damn. That's so he survived the crash and then was killed by an embolism. Yeah, because uh, his legs were apparently so bad that the guys that pulled him out of the car told him, don't look at your legs because they didn't want to traumatize him anymore. Damn. F1 racing is not something to just shrug your shoulders at. I mean, I mean, there's always this sort of thing about it's it's car racing. Oh, yeah, you just turn right the whole time. But the F1 racers are going ridiculous speeds. At ridiculous G-forces and turns and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think those criticisms are more often at NASCAR. Like, I think even the people that uh, don't have a lo- whole lot of respect for car racers, uh, dial it back a little bit when talking about F1. Yeah. I mean, if even if you look at like just look at like the steering wheels on these things, there's forty plus key, buttons, keys, knobs that they are continually adjusting the whole time that they're driving in order to keep the car on the road. I mean, and the engines I, are like sixteen speeds with paddles. You know, mm-hmm. it looks like a spaceship. Yeah, yeah and the, the thing. Well, the one steering of the things that I love about my dad and I watch racing all the time. You know, this F1 racing, you know, Monte Carlo, and all those. I mean. Those are amazing. And these cars are designed to push themselves into the ground because if they do not, they will go airborne. That's that's the whole, like, all the vents and everything that are on the front of these cars are all to keep the car from flying, <laughs> essentially. 
which is just amazing. And it's, it's what blows my mind. I mean, let's say blows my mind again, but like you see them on TV and you see them making these turns and they're just almost kind of like casually turning around these S curves and that sort of thing. But then you look at the bottom of the screen, like they're going 180 miles an hour. Yeah. These turns. They're taking hairpin turns at like 70 miles an hour. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive shit. And lastly, in sports, on September 15th, the Brooklyn slash L.A. Dodgers became the first major league team to draw three million fans over the course of the franchise's history. Hmm. That's a lot of people through the turnstiles. No joke. And that's it for the tweet. You want to play us off, keyboard Joel? No, 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 no. All right, so we talked about doing stoner movies multiple times before, and there have not been many one-to-one remakes of stoner movies, mainly because they completely forget what they're doing halfway through. I've picked up the Wikipedia definition of initial conversation of what is a stoner movie. I thought you had lost your way halfway through that, which would have been just perfect poetic justice. You wouldn't, wouldn't it? Especially because I'm not a pothead. I'm an alcoholic. That, that's Yeah, that's why that would have been funny. Irony. Uh, Wikipedia. Stoner film is a subgenre of a comedy film that revolves around the recreational use of cannabis. Generally, cannabis use is one of the main themes and inspires much of the plot. They are often representative of cannabis culture. Now, Urban Dictionary had multiple definitions. There's this movie involving drugs, mainly marijuana. All people do in these movies is smoke weed and make corny jokes and stupid pranks, which are not funny. Only stoners watch these movies mainly, and these movies never win any awards because they just suck and not many people want to watch them. There's absolutely no sense of realism in these movies. If people who play the characters in the movies actually come to life, they would be ignored in real life and shunned down for their stupidity and lack of intelligence. Person one, hey man, want to hang out at Travis's place and watch Half Baked? Person two, what's that? Person one, stoner movie. Person two, no thanks. You stoners go ahead and enjoy the comic action. So someone's bitter. Yeah, someone's a lot of fun at parties. Yeah, someone didn't get someone didn't get the pass pass puff. Pass pass puff or puff puff pat. <laughs> puff puff give. Or puff puff pass. I don't uh, want to. You guys are gonna hurt my soul during this whole show. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I meant. I know I'm not part of it. Well, yeah, we all know that. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. I just... So anyway, what was the first stoner movie you guys remember seeing? Oh, good question. Uh, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. I remember watching it when I was somewhere between 10 and 12 years old. Yeah, I remember my, I, watching it with my cousins. That would probably have to be the first one for me, too. My dad was pro- probably watching it, and I just watched... I don't remember watching the whole thing with him, but I watched bits and pieces of it. Oof. 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 That the girl that snorted the, the borax or whatever the oh the, the uh, Clorox. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my favorite out of all those all those scenes has to be when the uh, the cousin shoots the parrot. <laughs> Up and smoke was mine also. I'm looking at the list and the film that came out that's on this list that I saw first is one that I wouldn't have called a stoner movie. Hmm. Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yeah. I would. Cause I didn't see anything Cheech and Chong for, I don't know, probably until I was in college. I wouldn't wow. really call Bill and Ted's a stoner movie either. No, 
I mean, maybe it's funnier when you're high, but there's no drug use in it or anything. They're just dumb. And I'm not actually sure that I saw any of the early 90s stuff right after it came out. So strangely, my first quote-unquote stoner movie might actually be Biodome. Hmm. If you call that a stoner movie, and I'm not sure I do. Yeah, I mean, they, they smoked a couple times, but it wasn't like that was the focal point or anything. Or Yeah, I know. I mean, for sure I saw Half-Baked before a lot of these others. Hey, buddy. Which Half-Baked is, is 100% a stoner movie. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. N- no argument there. And I know I saw PCU before Half-Baked, which is a little bit more arguable. Yeah, I don't know that I'm comfortable with their definitions of stoner movies. I mean, it is a subgenre that revolves around the recreational use of cannabis. That's true, but half the stuff on this list, also from Wikipedia, fails that test. There's like a character who smokes a lot of weed, or who seems like they might. Well, I liked your definition, Josh, when I asked, because I was trying to figure out what to watch, and you said lots of people got high watching Wizard of Oz and wouldn't call it a stoner movie, even though it's something that stoners love a lot. So... Yeah, it's something where the consumption of marijuana is central to the plot or the characters. Right. Not that it's something that would be funnier or make more sense or less sense if you're high. Yeah, because, like, you know, by that rationale, you know, Cabin in the Woods is a stoner movie because the one guy had a bong. No, it's not a stoner movie. No. I guess there's a little room for interpretation, perhaps, but... Well, as I told you, I said, if you have to ask if it's a stoner movie, it's probably not. Right. There's probably some that fall on, like, I I would personally say that Dazed and Confused is pretty obviously a stoner movie, even though weed itself isn't the center of the film. Whereas something like Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke is the center of the film. Yeah, Slam Dunk. Yeah. Yeah. My first viewing of quote-unquote stoner movies was Up in Smoke also. Uh, two of my favorite scenes was what from the very beginning when he wakes up, wanders into the bathroom, starts to pee, looks over his shoulder and sees a toilet behind him. He's peeing <laughs> in the hamper. Yeah, he's pissing in the hamper. That and how fast do you think we're going? I think we're parked. <laughs> I mean that. I mean, it's it's. Oh, and that I got to see. I got to see boobies in that one, too. What the hell was my what are my parents doing at this time? Well, watch this stuff. And that's kind of like I was watching these with my cousins, you know, who were a little bit older than me. So where were my parents at that point? They're like, oh, they're going to be in the other room watching a movie or watching all the Cheech and Chong movies. One thing I did like about this one is it's got Stacy Keach, heavy duty actor, hanging out with Cheech and Chong, Cheech and uh, Chong in this one. But so then it's Keech and Cheech and Chong. <laughs> Keech, ah. and Keech and Chong. Cheech and Chong and Keech. No. Keech and Chong would have been a very different. <laughs> hey man, what are you doing? Just, just it's just Stacy Keach beating the crap out of him for for an hour and a half. No, it's, it's Stacy Keach and Shelley Long in Keach and Long. Well, I've I've lost you now. I don't oh. know where to go with this. I don't, I don't know. I smell toast. <laughs> now I see that you guys mentioned going all the way back in the Wayback Machine there, Reefer Madness, which. That's more of an anti-stoner movie, but there is a lot of drug use in it. And have have all of you seen that, by the way? Yeah, I I own that particular. Yeah, 
And th- this is one where it's like, because of its cult status, like, I don't think it was an intentional stoner movie, but now it kind of is. I-, I don't like that very much, but y- yeah, I guess. It's a trip, though, to go and watch it now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it's so ridiculously over the top, obvious propaganda. Oh, yeah. yeah. The girl takes one puff off of the joint and jumps out the window. It reminds me of that scene in uh, a scene in Superstore where the mascot for the store is a can. They find out he's a cannibal and he's been killing people and the owner is all upset about it. And then he finds out that he had weed in his house and he was he would smoke weed. So he's like, oh, he he wasn't a cannibal. He just was high. Like, you know, that causes people to do bad things because they're hungry. So they're going to become cannibals. It was kind of the same rationale in Reefer Madness. It was just complete propaganda. Yeah, these people were angels, and then as soon as they shoot up a little bit of the marijuana, they all turn into demons. Mm-hmm. Right. What about Easy Promiscuous. Rider? You'd see Easy Rider as a stoner movie? Um, it's it's more of just a drug culture movie. They they do all kinds of drugs. Yeah. Throughout that movie, and an Easy Rider is more of just a uh, counterculture movie than a stoner movie. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like they throw fear and loathing on Las Vegas in there, and that's about doing all the drugs. Yeah. You know, there's more mescaline use in it than there is weed. Now, what I want to toss in here is Fritz the Cat, which has has any... Am I the only person that's seen Fritz the Cat? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't think I've ever actually watched the whole thing. Like, I think I watched it. it right after I watched Crumb. Okay, see, I watched Wizards. This is, I remember watching this when I was working at the video store. It's like, oh, man, I watched Wizards. I remember seeing it on... Uh, cable when i was growing up wizards was fantastic oh man ralph bakshi fritz the cat the box cover was not as representative as what was going on in the actual movie because at that point i still did not know who robert crumb was so i was a little bit surprised what i I watched a little bit surprised that i didn't stop watching it but Uh, that's definitely a stone room, but it's again another one of those doing all the drugs type of movie. Anthropomorphic cats, cartoons, and actually explains a lot now that I look back on it. But as far as your development, yeah, let's just leave it at oh, that. You already pretty well. <laughs> so we, you know, we don't need to pull the couch out right now. No, we, yeah, we, <laughs> we, don't, we, need to, we do that right now, Joel. So, what about uh, Le Frères Petard? As whatever that is. Has anybody seen that one? I've never even heard of that. Yeah, let's move past that one. I was just hoping. Class of Newcomb High. That's a strange one to be in here. I think this may that falls into the class of movies to watch while stoned versus movies to watch while they're watching people get stoned. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's pretty much all trauma movies, you know. Oh, that's a trauma film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw that one. It's all right, as trauma films go. <laughs> no, you kind of, I don't know, maybe you're going to come back to it, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Now, I remember seeing that one back in the day, and I don't remember a lot of drug use in it. But I know Spicoli was pretty, oh, I guess there was a scene with the van where they all roll out of the van. I think it was just because. Of there was a scene where, where there was, uh, one kid was selling to one another kid. Yeah. I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen it. I think I think a lot of this list that IMDb has is more at, I guess maybe stoners that are seen in more of a positive light than most movies. Maybe 
I guess. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Spicoli, while he's not, I mean, Spicoli was a good guy in the in the movie. I mean, I like Spicoli, but I don't know. I IMDb, I mean, IMDb, Wikipedia, you got a weird list here. It, it's a it's a strange amalgamation of things that that don't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know what they were using to determine what is a stoner movie here. But you see a big shift between you know something like Reefer Madness, where they're looked at as you know the dregs of society that are uh, you know just a waste of human life, to where you get into this time period and it started to shift, and drugs still aren't necessarily accepted. But the people that are all the the ones that are getting high, they're not doing bad things. They're generally just kind of portrayed as like less intelligent, lazy layabouts. Yeah. They're the funny guys, you know, they're the, the guys that are harmless. They don't do anything. They just want to eat, sleep, and uh, and get high. And listen to music, man. <laughs> Is that Freedom Rock? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Turn it up, man. Turn it up, man. <laughs> God, God, curse you and bless you for bringing that back to my brain. <laughs> Moving into the 90s, there is a burst, not nearly as much as there's going to be, of what are listed as stoner movies by Wikipedia. Far Out Man in 1990, known for the tagline of no brain, no pain. Uh, an aging hippie goes on a road trip to find his lost family. He meets up with a son. They go to see America, blah, blah, blah. Directed by Tommy Chong. Written by Tommy Chong. Starring, starring Tommy Chong. Chong. Ray Don and, Chong, Shelby Chong, and Paris Chong, and Martin Mull. So this is like the stoner's dolomite. <laughs> yes. There's so much Chong for your money. Yes, it is. And you have Paul Hertzberg classified as drunk man with wine. So I have never seen this movie. Pat, anything? I I remember seeing the the box for it, but I never saw it. It says... An old 1960s hippie, played by Tommy Chong, searches in the 1990s for his long-lost girlfriend, Shelby Chong, and their son, Paris Chong. I've never heard of it, no. No. All right. Well, let's move to Dazed and Confused. Yes. We just talked about this, actually, recently with the soundtrack that I picked. Yeah. Um, again, if you you know, a great movie, great soundtrack. A lot of the kids in it are just stoner kids. You can tell there's some smoking, there's some whatever, and there's a lot of stoner culture from this movie that is in the movie and, and, and also just taken from the movie and put into stoner culture. There's, there are things that were already in culture and this movie made some things for stoner culture as well. Like the, the introduction of Matthew McConaughey's all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Now here's a question for you. As the stoned age says, it's better than days and confused. Have you ever seen the stoned age? No. Hmm. It came recommended when I was going through my, my movies. I was watching them. Somebody posted on one of my posts that, that it was one to watch. But I guess it's it's more of a, a straight-up comedy. You know, Days and Confuses, what, Richard Linklater, it's a bit more of a, not serious per se, but it's it's not a straight-up, like, half-baked kind of comedy. It's, a, it's just a straight slice of life. Yeah. Whereas The Stone Age, I think, was more of a, a goofy kind of <laughs> stoners. Yeah, and I have seen The Stoned Age. It is not better than Dazed and Confused. <laughs> All right, so I think we're going to skip over a couple of them that don't seem to be actual stoner movies, such as Friday and... Oh, no. Oh, Friday is Friday definitely, is definitely a, a stoner yeah, movie. Yeah, I meant, movie. I meant PCU. PCU has some people smoking in it, but I wouldn't say it's a stoner movie, no. 
It's a party movie more than anything. Yeah, yeah. it's a college party movie. If someone insisted it was a stoner movie, I probably wouldn't argue with him too much, but I don't think it is. Yeah. And any reason not to watch Jeremy Piven is fine with me. Oh, I kind of liked PCU. Yeah, PCU is okay. It's it for for basically it's just trying to be a modern day Animal House. You know, it's it's all right. Yeah, I've seen it. That's exactly the thought I had on it too. But uh, Friday is very good. Okay, I guess I'm alone in that. <laughs> Friday is one of is, is one of those spots that I I've just no, I've never seen it. It's a blank spot in my movie. Really? Oh, thank God. I had planned on watching it this week, and dude, yeah, and there were like three other movies I needed to watch instead, and I never got to it. Really, I'm kind yeah. of surprised. I'm, fam- I'm familiar enough with it that I catch a lot. I know a lot of the memes. I know a lot of the quotes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. It- I would go so far as to say it's like, I, like unless you hate Chris Tucker, which I would understand why people might. Like it's like the, the movie. One of the keys to like understanding whether you're going to like him or not i think it's like one of his seminal works but that's that's part of the problem one of the reasons why i haven't seen it is because i just don't really enjoy chris tucker very much well but it's it's pretty early on in his career so he's not full-on chris tucker yet he's not fifth element yeah and i've never i've never seen a single uh rush hour i'm just no i'm just not a chris i don't think you're winning him over with that argument joel right well to be fair i mean the movie itself is I, this is one that I actually I watched this week. I'd already seen it before a few times, but it's it's actually a really good movie. And I mean, you know, Chris Tucker is smoking throughout the whole thing. But the thing is, is Ice Cube isn't like his whole thing is he's not he doesn't want to smoke. And then he finally caves and a bunch of crazy shit happens. Not because of that necessarily, but there's a lot going on in this movie. It's more than just a, a comedy. There's actual messages in the film. Yeah, like it's Debo's bike. That's right. Tiny Lister Jr. is great in this. <laughs> you really got to see it. He's great in almost everything. Yeah, maybe maybe I've sold you on it knowing that Tiny Lister Jr. is in it. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I definitely want to see it. It's just not high on my priority list. He has so many other high-class movies to watch for this show. Right. And I'm suddenly drawing a blank on the, this, the crackhead that's in the movie that keeps popping up. He's hilarious. And I'm drawing a blank on his name all of a sudden. You know what I'm talking about, Josh? I know the character, and I can't think of the actor either. I can't think. Yeah, I don't know the actor's name. I just can't think of the character. Hmm. But it's, yeah, it's it's worth watching at least once, for sure. Now, what about, I'm looking at this one that I've never heard of, called Bong Water. Sounds terrible. And then I look at the cast list, which is Luke Wilson, Jack Black, and Andy Dick, which is weird. And Kyle Gass. Nice. Never heard of it. So tenacious D. Yeah. Uh, we skipped over "Don't Be a Menace." Will we consider that? I don't know if that's necessarily. I don't think it is. No. Yeah, it's more. It's more of a parody. Yeah, it's more of a parody of the Dolomite stuff. Yeah. And then we move on to pretty much one of the quintessential stoner movies, Half Baked. Dead Man on Campus. No, Half Baked. One of my favorite stoner movies of all time, and just one of the most quotable movies out there. I had a choice between watching Friday and Half Baked Again, and I stuck with Half Baked Again. Down near the beach. Have you ever stuck <laughs> for, for, for pot? Abba Zabba, you my only friend. Oh, uh, so many great lines. This is the movie that gave us Dave Chappelle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stephen Wright. 
Dave Chappelle had just come off of a successful Comedy Central stand-up, and he was given the reins to write a movie. And this is this is what he came up with, and this was the beginning, like you said, of of Dave Chappelle's career when he really took off. And yeah, it's it's kind of silly, and it's kind of you know over the top at times and and goofy, but it's it's a really just a fun movie. This is another one that Laura really wanted to watch too. It's one of her favorites, so we uh, we we partook of this one this week as well. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, yeah. and fuck <laughs> yeah. you. I'm out. Who's coming with me? <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> you know who that is, by the way? Laura Silverman. Yep, Sarah's sister. Yep. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. It's it's just a fun movie. And I've only seen it, I think, maybe once before this. Maybe twice. And uh, I don't know why, because... Abracadabra. Really, really enjoyed it. Abracadabra. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Abracadabra. <laughs> Abracadabra B. I still love Stephen Wright. <laughs> yeah, the fact. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. The important thing is to focus on the robbery. <laughs> I just, what can I do for you, scientist? <laughs> for some reason, that moment where where he's laying on the couch and they make a crack at him, he just flips him off and goes. Yeah, back yeah. yeah we should make that lazy bitch the bee walk and get snacks. <laughs> Or where he takes the hit off the marijuana from the <laughs> yeah. the uh, the really high grade stuff. Well, Wesley, he, Wesley pipes, yeah. and he goes. <laughs> he gives a thumbs up, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah, after they've been coughing their lungs out. God, I wish it's Stephen Wright. Still, I, mean, I want to do it then and now for Stephen Wright. I love Stephen Wright. He is great. Yeah. All right. I don't yeah. know what the next two are around the fire and harvest. Do you no, guys? No idea. No. Nope. Social intercourse, homegrown. Mm-hmm. No, nope, no. Nope. Homegrown's Billy Bong Thornton movie. Uh, Fear and Loathing. That. Fear and Loathing, not really a stoner movie, just an overall drug. Just yeah, a like, rampant drug use. Yeah. Dead Man on Campus. Don't know that one. Oh, that's one of Laura's favorites that she wanted me to watch, but we didn't. Is that one a stoner movie? Because I haven't seen that one. Me she either. said there's drug use in it, but like they smoke a lot, but huh. she she said it would probably fall into the category, but. Yeah, it, I'm looking. I'm looking at the plot of this one. It seems like it's Tom Everett Scott trying to keep his uh, scholarship. Yeah, it's uh, that whole thing about if your roommate dies, you get a an A or whatever for the semester or whatever. I tried year. every freaking year with that. So fuck you, Jay. Why would you not die? <laughs> Jay's a machine. He is, he is uh, the yeah. Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Dead Man, Detroit Rock City, which is really, honestly, I don't think is not a stoner movie. I mean, there's drug use in it, but it's, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, a mo- it's a rock and roll movie. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And then there's something called Blowing Smoke, where if you click the link, it goes to something called Freak Talks About Sex. Yeah, I actually was curious about this one because it sounds like a stoner movie, and then I don't think it actually is. So it stars Steve Zahn, which is always a good sign, and Josh Hamilton. Uh, Dave leaves Syracuse for a new life in Arizona. When it doesn't work out, he moves back to Syracuse. Works a dead-end job at a department store in a mall. Car's broken down. God, this is like so, like, I think someone's following me around. (laughs) So this does not, I mean, it's a plot, the soundtrack, and that's it on here. So I'm going to keep moving. Human Traffic? What? Sounds like a real feel-good stoner movie. John Sim and Lorraine Pink 
Pilkington? Yeah, I don't know either one of these movies. Uh, uh, oh, it's a 1999 British Irish independent film directed by Welsh filmmaker Justin Kerrigan. Of moving course. on. Why do we not know about this one? And well, then outside, outside Providence. Joel? That, that was a fun movie, but again, there's not really any drug use. It's got that line, though, where Alec Baldwin plays the one kid's dad, and he's like, he talks about how uh, sex is like Chinese food. At the end, everybody gets their cookies or something like that. I forget the line, but you got to use chopsticks. Well, after after an hour, you want sex again? <laughs> well, that's I like that. True too. Before we leave uh, our then, I want to talk a little bit about like Cheech and Chong's catalog, like because for me they all kind of blend in one to the next. Although yeah. for me, like Cheech and Chong's next movie probably. Uh, uh, stands out a little bit more even than Up in Smoke. Next movie? No, I, I'm i trying to remember. I mean, next movie, you're going to have the first uh, appearance of P, uh, Rubens as Pee Wee Herman. Okay. You've got the song Mexican American by right. Cheech Marin. Like, those are going to be your two. And you've got uh, Elvira. I mean, she's Cassandra oh, Peterson, yeah. but yeah. I, I think the thing is, is that in watching all of them, from the from up in smoke until s- still smoking, which was terrible. A night, I it, they seem to get all mishmash together, like up in smoke. Yeah, man, the one where they had that giant van. Yeah, the van where they were selling ice cream. No, 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 that's nice dreams. You know, it's I love Cheech and Chong movies, but I think they're pretty much interchangeable until you get to the Corsican Brothers, in which case they went all wackadoodle on that one. I have a I have a confession to make as a the resident pothead. Um, I don't like Cheech and Chong movies. Hmm. Really? Yeah, never have. What is it about them? I don't know. I just I've never been a big fan of the whole like you know burnout pothead. You know, oh, it's just so you know whatever in there. You know, that's not why I smoke. It's not the way I see myself. You know, I know some people do just because you say you smoke weed every day. They think you're just some kind of layabout, shifty, you know, whatever. But no, I mean, I for most of my life, I've been a fairly productive smoker. It's only been the last few years where I've turned into a lazy, shifty I was going to say, pothead. it's barely in quotes. Yeah. No, I mean, I would, I, I've been smoking since I was, you know, 12 years old, you know, and... I'd lived a, a full life, made plenty of money, and I mean, I, I'm just saying, I don't know. That's I just never cared for that whole image of the pothead as the guy who can't even drive a car because he's just so baked. I don't know. I don't know. I'm all right, man. It's cool, and I, I don't know that that's necessarily a completely unfair characterization of the Cheech and Chong movies. I, I think it's almost kind of a counterculture them taking back negative stereotypes about Mexican Americans in East LA. That yeah. that was was what it, where I'd go f- but you're not wrong. I mean, they are burnouts and losers. It's part of what's funny about them. Yeah, exactly. And I get it, but I mean, I'm a, a little bit too close to the source material to really find the humor in that, I guess, because it, it almost feels like, you know, I'm I'm being the butt of the joke rather than laughing along with it. I get you. you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like you guys' take on Big Bang Theory. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Now you put it like that; it completely makes sense to me. Yeah, 
was like, because I mean, I'm a, I'm a, you know, daily pothead, you know, daily po- smoker pothead, and I don't act like that. So you know, it, it's it's like it just feels like somebody is writing a movie about me that's not about me. Right. You're very highly functioning. Well, I used to be, not so much anymore, but. That's but I mean, whenever I it's, it's less because of weed than just life. <laughs> well, but whenever anybody brings up, you know, arguments about, you know, not making it legal, I always bring up your thing about, you know, it's no different than having a beer. There's different levels. You know, it's not like yeah. you immediately take a hit and all of a sudden you're wasted for the rest of the day. Right. Or, you know, the fact that you are a fully functioning member of society that mm. he is. He is. If you have a conversation with Patrick, if you didn't know that he smoked, you wouldn't have any idea that he was smoking. Yeah, most, most people don't, you know. Th- yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you that. <laughs> so. And the debate on whether or not it should be legal here anyway, at least at the state level, is uh, pretty much decided, or will be shortly. Yeah. Yep. Man, 2020, one one twenty twenty is going to be weird on that commute. <laughs> uh, I mean, the first couple of weeks, you're going to have a supply and demand problem here. Right. It's going to be super expensive. There's going to be long lines and a lot of hopeful recreational users are going to be told, sorry, we have to hold some back for the medical patients by law. You're not getting any today and probably not tomorrow either. And people are going to abuse it initially. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of, oh, it's legal. So now we can go do it outside or whatever. And By June, hopefully they'll have figured it out. It's a learning curve. I mean, I'm, yeah. and they've got Colorado and, and some other states that uses a guide so it's not like we're the first yeah i just want to make sure we didn't pass from then to now without doing like we talked a little bit about half-baked which is super important and a a little bit about days and confused which is really important but we kind of blew past cheech and chong and that's seemed wrong yeah the the template you know yeah for sure definitely a good call to stop for that all right i don't know if anyone else has anything to say about stoner movies back pre-99 no. I love half. I love half baked. <laughs> it's so Cheech, good. Cheech and Chong was part of my childhood. I, I've seen all their movies growing up, and so yeah. My parents were bad. <laughs> Doctor say I need a becciotomy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he has sex with my mama. <laughs> all right. Uh, we will be back in a brief, brief moment, and we are going to talk about post two thousand stoner movies. There will probably be more confusion about this list that we got from Wikipedia than there was in the first half. And uh, yeah. yeah, I may I may call some of these before we start. Yeah, it might yeah. be a good idea to call it a little bit. So uh, smoke if you got them, and we'll be back <laughs> in a little bit. Now, according to Wikipedia, there was a huge burst of stoner movies in the 2000s. Patrick has nicely gone through them and culled all the ones that he does not feel fit the uh, genre, which leaves us with Dude, Where's My Car? Which I've seen, but I remember it being more of a dem guy movie. I don't remember a lot of drug use, but... I've never seen it, so I wasn't 100% sure if I should delete it or not. I mean, they're burnouts, but I don't know. It's implied that they smoke. I don't remember seeing them smoke. Yeah, it's it's not like Harold and Kumar where you see them smoke. For sure. Well, then let's move on to next Friday. The sequel to Friday. I have not seen. 
I like all the Friday movies. Oh, I watched. Uh, I watched this one. Really? No. How did you understand what was going on? Yeah, that was, <laughs> was just a joke. I didn't watch the okay. next Friday. But oh. <laughs> Josh got all excited. <laughs> like, no, I thought he that got, was strange. Yeah, he got confused. Is what he got. <laughs> so uh, I only watches sequels. He doesn't watch the original films of anything. He always watches the second one, and then, then that's it. I oh. like going and not knowing anything. Yep. So, Josh, you've seen this one. I'm thinking you've seen all of them. Yeah, I have. Uh, Again, I actually kind of liked this one. I I don't know about Friday After Next, but this one was all right. It was a okay sequel. Okay. I like them all. They're fun. They're they're fun characters, and it's fun to watch them kind of do their thing. Now, this one, next one up, Saving Grace, I'm curious about because it stars and is written by Craig Ferguson. Have any of us seen this? I saw it. You did? In the theater, yeah. What do you long, think? Long ago when it came out. Uh, I liked it a lot. I don't remember. Uh, it, 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 it reminded me very much of uh, Waking Ned Divine. You know, just one of those really cute, independent movies about people in the UK. I mean, a really old lady is forced to, you know, grow and sell cannabis because, to, to make her retirement life, you know, possible and everything. And yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a cute little movie. Come, oh. yeah. It has moved higher on my list because it has Craig Ferguson in it. He's always good. I mean, he's just a very funny man. I like him more when he's improving than when he's you know working off a script. But you know, he's still good, still talented. Craig, oh now Craig. Yeah. All right. Next up, How High, two thousand one. I've seen this one, and Red Man and Red Man pitched it as one that the, you guys might want to consider watching, but it, it's very much in the vein of like the Cheech and Chong stuff where the two of them find this like magical weed that makes them smart. And as they smoke it, they get further along in their, in their school until they end up at Harvard and they run out of the weed. And so hilarity ensues. Oh, I did see this one. This one was fucking stupid. <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not going to win any awards. It's just kind of it's just kind of dumb fun, you know. And I think it keeps with the whole theme of two guys getting high, going up against the man. It seems like every movie past Cheech and Chong has been attempting to be Cheech and Chong. Yeah, that, that like I said earlier, that's that was a template that they kind of have used for a lot of these these movies. And this very much was borrowing heavily from that template. Yeah, and this one has Dean Kane. So how could it be bad? And Fred Willard. Yeah. Fred Willard, I love Fred Willard, but he's not known for his uh his his ability to pick out a good script. He he'll do just about anything. He's kind of a shotgun actor. Yeah. Whatever pays the rent. He's he's comedy he's he's the Nicolas Cage of comedy. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's harsh. All right, moving on. Wet Hot American Summer. Now we Please. did a show on this years ago. Yeah, year, years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been at least, a, what, three years? Maybe? Yeah. No, when least... the series first hit Netflix. Good God. All right, so I again, I don't think this is a stoner movie, but I do think this is a movie that would be enjoyed by stoners. Yes. I'd say that's probably fair. Yeah. It's, and it's a damn fine movie. It's if you very want to know funny. more about that, go back and find Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Uh, jumping back, 
to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. This one has a little bit to do with weed. <laughs> well, anything in the Kevin Smith universe is going to have something to do with weed. Mm-hmm. At least even even tertiary. And we're almost going to be uh, coming up on a remake for this. So, Yeah, the reboot is going to be hitting Blu-ray and DVD, I think, in January or February. Yeah, it came to the theaters in, in a limited run, and yeah, it's going to be out soon. And if, I mean, any movie where they're making a movie called Blunt Man and Chronic is it definitely falls into that category, I would guess. Yeah, I would say so. All right, then The Wash, which looks like an attempt to redo Car Wash. Yeah, pretty much. But with Snoop Dogg and uh, Tom Arnold. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. <laughs> I don't hate Tom Arnold. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't like run out to see something that he's in, but I don't hate him. You know? I don't think it would disqualify a film for me either. Yeah. The only thing I have enjoyed him fully in was July's. That was it. And anything else is just. Sorry about that. I'm actually looking. Are you sure Tom Arnold, unless he's listed as. I might, be, I might be thinking of Soul Plane. It's very possible. You might be thinking of Soul Plane because I'm looking at this and the only Tom in this is Tom Lister Jr. That's not yeah. him. <laughs> I thought I thought I saw the wash, but I, apparently I saw Soul Plane, so never mind. Stoners, jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we'll put that in the back pocket for the uh, car wash, the wash show. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in 2023. Oh, look, there's a hole in that pocket. Yeah, Super Troopers. I don't know. Is this a stoner movie or is this, this a movie, is a movie for stoners more than a stoner movie? Well, it's about drugs, but they don't do the drugs. They're trying to stop the drugs. They do. Right. The drugs. Believe it or not, I've never seen this. Really? Oh. What? I. It's one of those like I've seen a bunch of different scenes from it, but I've never seen the whole film. Yep. I, I, did, I hadn't seen it until like five years ago. Oh, I've seen it so many times and I, I like the sequel, too. It's a little different, but I hadn't seen the sequel. It's it's good. It's, the it's the sequel is worth watching if you like the first one. Yeah, I cannot believe that you two have not seen this. Yeah, only one person hasn't seen it. I saw it. I said I saw it like I saw it five years ago. Yeah, oh. I'm the one who hasn't seen it, and I'm really picky when it comes to comedies. Oh, you should see this. It feels like kind of like required viewing. It's not. It's it's good. It's it's good, and it's got Jeffrey Aaron in it. The only reason I put say Jeff Aaron is because he's married to Christina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Brian Cox. What? Cox. Brian Cox is in it. Oh, I, he, just I, wanted, he just wanted to talk about. I know. I just want to talk about Christina Hendricks and how she's married to Jeffrey Aaron and how that's like, wow. I like the Broken Lizard guys. I, I've, I've enjoyed all of their stuff so far. I like Christina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. As yes. does Patrick. Yes. And you her know. large tracts of land. Yes. It doesn't help her chance or hurt her chances. That's for sure. And but she's also just very pretty. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for a man who can make a woman laugh. And Jeffrey Arend and um, what's his name, Mr. Bean, and Bobcat Goldthwaite, because he had he got Nicky Cox for a while. What the heck is up with that? Moving on, Ellie G in the house. The main reason I didn't delete that one is because Ellie G is a, such a huge stoner character. I mean, it's not really a stoner movie, but the character himself is a giant pothead. Okay. And I love Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen is very, very talented. Yes. 
But that's really all we need to say about that one. It's not really a stoner movie. Yeah, Friday after next, same formula, I'm guessing. And as Josh said, that's not one of his favorite Fridays. Nope. And then we have Slacker. No, Slackers. Slackers? Multiple Slackers. Oh. Ooh. It's like Slacker, but there's more than one. Huh. So th- the link on this one does not go to the movie Slackers, he says, confused, because it goes to the definition on Wikipedia of a slacker. <laughs> well, then let's m- skip that one because... Skip it over. Yeah. I mean, th- it's Jason Schwartzman, uh, Jason Siegel, Dave Siwa. Like, they're people you'd recognize in a not very good comedy. Right. High Times Potluck. I've never heard of this movie. Me either, but it sounded like a legitimate stoner movie, so I left it. All right. This comedy follows a suitcase of high-grade marijuana from the farm where it's grown to its eventual distribution in New York. Along the way, passes through the hands of obnoxious artists, Jason Isaacs, an unfortunate small-time dealer, Jason Muse, and bereaved mafia gangster, Frank Adonis. Sounds like something Doug Benson would be in. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow, I mean, if, you, if that is like a trivia, give me a give me a movie that had Jason Mewes and Jason Isaacs in it. Nobody would get that trivia, except for us and you, our listeners, who are learning. <laughs> Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, probably yes. the 2000s number one stoner movie. It's definitely up there. It w- it was pretty hugely popular. It was the first movie to sh- really like show two main characters. Going hardcore on you know bongs and pipes and talking about weed and being so I mean since half baked basically. Mm-hmm. Plus, it uh, revitalized Neil Patrick Harris. That was I was going to bring that up. I was like, that's one of the things that you cannot thank it enough for is it brought Neil Patrick Harris back to the limelight. And once again, it's it's using that Cheech and Chong template and using it well. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going well, not even out on a limb, but I'm going to say this is the first movie that got that template and hit the magic right. I also, uh, with the possible exception of half baked, think this might be the funniest of all the movies on our list. I've seen it. I I'm with you on this. I am. I'm kind of in the same vein as Josh with comedies. And this made me laugh out loud. And that's a lot for me. Yeah, there's some pretty good scenes in this movie. Plus, you've got David Krumholtz and Eddie K. Thomas as their neighbors, which doesn't hurt it at all. <laughs> they're, they're fellow potheads. Yeah, yeah, their counterparts. Yes. And you have two leads that are not, you know, your typical two, uh, like, dude, where's my car? It's not, you know, Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher. It's yeah, The scene that made me laugh the hardest was when, when they put their pictures up about the two fugitive runaways. Oh, at the end? Yeah. Oh, my God. It made me laugh so hard. Well, and in a way, it is both a stoner comedy and a send up of stoner comedies. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, the guys at the beginning are the like the crazy white guys that get into all of the shenanigans. And these guys feel put upon. They're Asian and they they're like, this is not my reality. And they tell a story about like their stoner comedy. I thought it was really cool twist on the whole thing. Yep. And they write a cheetah. True. <laughs> All right. Now, soul bullets, plane. my only weakness. <laughs> soul plane. Uh, so, soul plane. I went out and I got 
Soul Plane to watch. And oh, really? I'm so sorry, dude. I got about 15 minutes into it, and I was like, I can physically feel my IQ dropping. Yeah, that's not a good movie. No. I would, it is I, a really, really shitty movie. Yeah, I did not finish Soul Plane. I took my niece to see it. It was the one that I thought... I had already seen The Wash, but no, she wanted to go see this when she was like 15 or something. I mean, I know Snoop's in it, but is there a lot of drug use in this? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of drug use. Like they hot, they hot box the cabin and stuff. And I'm going to say yes, because I didn't get more than 15 minutes into it. So, <laughs> And there was drug use in the 15 minutes you saw? No, there was nothing. I mean, it was, oh, it was so bad, Joel. I mean, it, it was on my list at one point, and then the more I heard about it, the more I'm like, no, I, I don't. No, no, you should keep moving. Well, Reefer Madness made a musical, so that's fun. Uh, Clerks 2. Electric Bungaloo. I saw it. I didn't think it was, it was all- bad, but it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was. It, <sighs> the dance scenes were the, my favorite part of, of Clerks 2. Oh, that scene on the roof with Rosario Dawson. That, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, the dance scene. Yeah, Brian O'Halloran. That that scene is just that's an amazing scene. That, thank you for thank you for agreeing with me. I agree with you. Also, my other thing on this one, probably the point where I was laughing the hardest in anxiety, cringe, cringe laughs is when um, uh, Randall is trying to is ex, trying to explain away porch monkeys. Oh yeah, that whole scene is ridiculous. Bringing it back. The whole uh, pillow pants thing, also, that killed me. Well, or the whole thing with the Lord of the Rings argument. Yeah. Where he makes the guy vomit. And honestly, it, it going for the lowbrow, the entire scene where when Dante's having a conversation and the whole time uh, Jay is bumping his naked ass against the window. <laughs> See, thank you, Joel. <laughs> I like this movie personally. I, I do I'm too. I mean, honestly, it's definitely not as good as the first one, but it it keeps the spirit and it it is a stoner movie. Yeah, I, I'm with Mike on this. Where I, it's not that it's not good if you're holding it up to the original Clerks, but it's all right, and it's got some very memorable scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rooftop, the naked ass, the porch monkey, yeah. The trying to attack trolls on the internet, like in person. Yeah, the donkey. So moving on, <laughs> the evil bong series, which is not something I thought I was going to be saying out loud today. But uh, 2006, 2018. I have seen the first one of these. I've never even heard of it. I evil believe it's well, uh, is a plot is of a group of college stoners who smoke from a sentient malevolent bong unaware that it traps the toker in a surreal strip club with killer strippers and other strange creatures i believe this is a full moon entertainment charles band production it is i'm not sure but i think so yeah it's not great but like if you're looking for intentional intentionally bad films a la thanks killing that's this kind of movie yeah i think later on there is a Evil Bong versus Puppet Master or some crap like that later on. But there is. I can't think of what it is though now. Ginger Dead Man, maybe? I think that's what it is. Now Oh my God. <laughs> on, <laughs> Josh has only just now seen Grandma's Boy. 
I was going to say this entire show concept in a way was a way to coerce me into finally seeing grandma's boy. Yes. <laughs> this is the moment we've been waiting for. To yes, be honest. This before you start, I'm going to say this is probably my favorite of all of from the 2000. I am with Stone Patrick movies. on this yeah. one. Grandma's boy post 2000 is amazing. Josh. It was pretty. All right. It was pretty. All right. <laughs> No, I didn't. You must like it. I didn't hate it. I I liked it. I enjoyed my time watching it. Didn't laugh nearly as much as I think you guys hoped I would. Well, but it was good. What was most uncomfortable for me is the stuff that made me laugh the most in this were pretty horribly racist scenes. (laughs) Such as Uh, all the stuff with the doctor. Why am I blanking the doctor? Yeah, why am I blanking the doctor? I just watched oh, the African the African doctor? Yeah, the witch doctor oh. guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the the monkey who was being taught Taekwondo and yeah, the, the monkey's funny, that whole thing <laughs> guy laughed. <laughs> yeah. It made me uncomfortable. But yeah, no, it it was probably the best part. Uh, the JP stuff was funny for a couple of minutes. Uh but that got really old for me. And the party scene was fun. It didn't make me laugh a whole lot, but it was a whole lot of fun. I I, I agree with yeah. Pat on this one. This was one of my favorites on the list. I, and it's way better than I was expecting it to be when I first watched it way back when. Right. I mean, I almost wonder if part of the problem with this is, is that a lot of the key scenes were done similarly and i saw it first in so in my opinion better when you get around to american pie hmm. like uh, the party scene the uh hooking up with an older lady scene like it seems to me that a lot of it was uh, like a pale imitation of some stuff i'd seen in other stuff in other movies don't get me wrong i thought kane was a funny character uh alex was charming uh samantha linda cardellini is smoking hot in this yes she is mm. and I, I thought nick swartzen was the best part of this movie i love nick swartzen he hits my comedy sweet spot same here same here you're you're sleeping in a race car bed it's a sweet race car bed <laughs> thinking, my roommates are thinking about getting me a cb so i can talk to other race car beds you mean your parents <laughs> and i mean when alex like came on Jeff's mom that didn't that didn't make me laugh at all no it wasn't it wasn't that the actual I can't stop. Com- it was all the reactions to it it's like I can't believe you came on my mom and then like the jokes throughout the rest of the movie that made me laugh not not the actual like the actual ejaculation scene didn't make me laugh that much no yeah I, I mean I unfortunately like I don't think I actually laughed out loud until we get to antiques Roadshow <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and some of it is look, don't get me wrong. It's uh, funny, but a lot of scenes fell flat for me. Stop apologizing. You don't need to apologize for this. If I mean, it's it it is what it is. But sounds like I'm trashing the movie. It's just I I liked it, but like everyone thought I would love it, and I I just liked it. Yeah. Well, I, I just was hoping you wouldn't hate it. That's all. I, I yeah. do not hate it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm grateful that you're not coming back with what the fuck is wrong with you two. Yeah. No, that's I, what I mean, I I'm glad I watched this. This one, I, I paid to rent it. No, I didn't. This one was on HBO. This one, I, I, I have HBO. Right. 
High score. High score. What does that mean? Did I break it? That was hilarious. The yeah. Dance Dance Revolution scene. That was very good. <laughs> I think, Josh, you just kind of pinpointed about this movie. Is that this this movie, Grandma's Boy, is a lot of mediocre jokes with just some gems dropped into it. Yeah, and had I seen it before some of the other movies that did similar jokes better, I probably would have loved it. I'm down. Now, I think the next movie, Joel, maybe the only one, Trailer Park Boys, the movie? Yeah, it was the the first one that they made based on the series, which the entire series, all the films, uh, Ricky especially, is constantly getting high. So, you know, there's a lot of drug use, but... I love this, but, you know, it's one of those things where if you're a fan of the show, you're going to enjoy it a lot more than if it's, you know, somebody that just randomly comes across it. Okay. The next movie up, Smiley Face. Anna Ferris, Danny Masterson, John Krasinski. Have huh. any of seen I like this? the cast, but no, I know. I've never seen this. Yeah. I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. So it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival, if that tells you anything. Oh, this is definitely a stoner movie. I just saw the poster. Oh, yeah. Uh, It actually debuted in theaters on 420. Eventful day in the life of Jane F., an unambitious young actress who enjoys smoking cannabis and lives in L.A. with her nerdy, somewhat disturbing roommate, Steve. Jane's fateful day begins when she unknowingly consumes an entire plate full of cannabis lace cupcakes and then makes a list of things that she has to do throughout the day. <laughs> okay. I like that. O- overdoses on edibles and has to get through a list of tasks and uh, is too high to do them. That's a funny concept, at least. I'll, I'll watch that. Uh, after this is Kush. I don't know anything about it. I've never heard of it, but I just obviously, based on the title, knew it was a stoner movie. Right. And then there's Weirdsville, which stars Scott Speedman. Does not sound like a real name. Wes Bentley and Taryn Manning. That's the mark of quality if you got Scott Speed. Uh, after this, God, man, Wikipedia, you are, I mean, I'm not surprised, but you're failing us. Remember the days, D-A-Z-E, originally titled The Beautiful Ordinary. The Beautiful Ordinary. The Beautiful Ordinary. Doesn't work as well. No, definitely not. No. After this, we have Knocked Up. Not necessarily a stoner movie, but definitely in the stoner genre. There's plenty of smoking in it. There's bongs in it. Mm. Uh, Seth Rogen's character is a serious pothead, but it's not a stoner movie. It's more about just a, it's a pregnancy comedy more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I own this one. Me oh. too. Same here. And uh, we will cover this later when we do the pregnancy movie t- uh, show. <laughs> She's having my baby. Yeah. Matt, we could, holy crap, we just came upon a concept there. Yeah, we could do a pregnancy show. Shut that down. Yeah. I'm morning sick that week. <laughs> <laughs> Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. Not a very good movie. Okay, I hadn't seen it, and now I'm not in a hurry to. Moving on then to Pineapple Express. This is another one I specifically watched for the show. Nice. I just watched it today. Yep. I actually really love this movie and I, I thought it was kind of funny yeah it's it's a, a little bit over the top towards the end especially when you get danny mcbride involved but then again you never can get danny mcbride involved without things getting over the top so right that is exactly why i enjoyed this movie because 
Danny McBride is a, is Danny McBride. Okay, I, I know I took easy, low-hanging fruit shot at James Franco, mostly to try and get a rise out of Joel. But he was my favorite part of this movie. I'm not like a fan. I don't dislike him, but I don't like him either. But like, there's just something about the Judd Apatow, uh, and in particular, James Franco and uh, Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen. Like, that combination hits my funny bone right. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard, but the scene in the woods when he decides to, to destroy his cell phone and he, try, so and he tries to throw it into a tree and ends up just throwing it into the woods where he can't find it. Like, <laughs> and then later, that's actually how Rosie Perez's cop character tracks his phone. <laughs> it's just, oh, that, but the initial scene when he first throws the phone and realizes what he did, he's like, nah! <laughs> See, the thing I like about this movie is that I do not believe there was actually a script. <laughs> they were just filming yeah james franco and seth rogan hanging out exactly i mean they were like all right seth james i want you to take a bunch of tokes this is what you're gonna do this is what's happening and you gotta get out of it and i think they just between seth rogan and james franco the interaction between the two of them is so smooth that i can't even believe that they this is written down it seems so ad-libbed and so genuine the back and forth with these two that I, and then you get back to the diner at the very end when uh Denny McBride steps in with that damn collar on and all that. Yeah. Red survival and the car chase when uh, Saul rescues Dale. Yeah. Where he uh, tries to kick out the window and his uh, leg is stuck through the broken window <laughs> of the cop car. <laughs> That was amazing. That had me rolling. Oh, yeah. That when Danny McBride drives the one car in and hits, um, what's his face, like kills him with coming out of the bottom of the coming out of the Craig Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shoots his foot. One of the uh, things that I know that I'm either going to have a great conversation about a movie being good or bad is when a quarter of the way into the movie, Suzanne gets up and walks away. But moving on, we're a Pineapple Express. Now we're in 2010s high school. Joel has seen this movie. It's more of a parody, like a send up. All you need to know is John Lovitz is in it. And that's that's pretty much all you need to know. Wow. It's it's not it's not great. Okay, The fact that you are saying a movie is not great means so much to me. I mean, I maybe laughed once. In the whole movie, and that's about it. It it really is just like a parody. A very Harold and Kumar Christmas? I've heard better things about that. I didn't even see it. Guantanamo was so bad, I didn't even bother seeing this one. Well, NPH is back in that in this one. I don't know if he was in the second one or not, but I know... He was, he was briefly, yeah. He's a, he's a... I mean, he was on all the posters for this one anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. I've heard better things about this than Guantanamo, but I haven't seen it yet. And then there's Stonerville, which if you're looking for the Pauly Shore, Brian Guest movie that you wanted, this is it. And why were you looking for that? I don't know. Moving on, Jeff, who lives at home. Have anybody seen that one? Yeah, um, this one's Jason Segel and Ed Helms. And it's billed as a comedy, but it's actually, I mean, it's a little, it's more of a drama uh, I guess a dramedy because it's supposed to be funny at times, but it's really kind of 
kind of not. Is it going to make me depressed? It's it's kind of an indie move indie movie feel. So yes, where it has moments of of comedy, but it's a little darker than that. Ugh, I don't right. remember much drug use though. Is Ted a stoner movie? Oh yeah. Yep. They they smoke pot a lot. Th- yeah, that's their that's their main thing that they do every time they hang out is get high. Okay. Yep. I have not. I have not seen Ted. Oh, that doesn't seem possible. Yeah, I think you would enjoy it. All right, it's on the list. Seth yeah, I was going to say because we you must have been out of the room because we watched Ted in the hotel room one Gen Con. I watched Ted too. Oh, was it Ted too? Yeah, because it was the one where they go to the convention with uh, you're right, Sam Jones, and they're like fighting through the convention. Is that the one with Flash Gordon? Yeah. Yep. Okay, then I saw the second one. Yeah, he's in both, actually. Ah. But he's much more featured in Ted too. Yeah, he's more of a main character in the second one. But yeah, uh, they they sit around and take bong hits. Cheech and Chong's animated movie because they had to. I don't I think any of us have thing. seen that. Yeah. Uh, this is the end. I have seen this. I is it a movie with stoners or is it a movie for stoners? For stoners, I mean it's 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 the whole crew of all the stoner guys. I mean they they do a lot of drugs in the movie, you know, but it's it's more just a comedy for stoners than about stoners. Yeah. Ginger Dead Man versus the Evil Bong. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> The, the sequel that you didn't think you needed. Oh, I still don't. And you, and you were correct. You did not need it. Yeah. Trailer Park Boys don't legalize it. Which is kind of a fun concept because you think Ricky, who's the, the big pothead, would be all about them legalizing it. But then he realizes that once it's legal, then he can't sell it and make money, or at least not the way that he did. So he's trying to get him to not legalize it in Canada. A. Mm-hmm. All right. So after that, American Ultra. I watched that today for the first time. Okay. I was curious. What did you think? It was not at all. I mean, it was a little bit what I was expecting because I did know the concept, but it was much better than I was expecting. Right? Yeah. I was. Damn, I was going to watch this today and didn't get around to it. And now I'm wishing I had with yeah. the review on it. Yeah. I, I knew the concept. I knew they were going to try and do like a little bit of a born identity type of thing but it just it was much it was like born identity but done like a stoner and b more like an independent movie than a big blockbuster movie it's way better than it should have been considering yeah yeah you know it's what jesse eisenberg and and kristen stewart it's it's the first movie with kristen stewart where i actually enjoyed her in the movie Hmm. the action scenes are well done it's got a it's a fun script and it's it's way better than I was anticipating when I sat down to watch it. None of the twists are a surprise or anything, so it's not no. even it's not like a you know a, a thriller or a suspense type thing. It's just a good ride. Yeah, yeah. it's just fun. All right, sausage party. Oh god, it's an hour and a half. I uh, want back. This is another one. Yeah, this is another one I watched this week because uh, I hadn't seen it before and I'd heard so many things about it. I was like, well, I'd want to check it out for myself, and it pretty much deserves. All the lampooning and shit it gets. It's, it was yeah. not good. It, 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 all the hate it gets is well earned. Yeah. It's not. None of us have seen Rip. So moving on to Super Troopers 2. Is Josh the only one, or Joel the only one who's seen uh, number two? Yeah, this was Kickstarter, wasn't it? 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure it was. I did not remember that until you said that, but yeah, I remember, I remember the Kickstarter. If you like the first one, it's 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 a lot of the same, but in Canada this time, well, on the border. Okay. It, it's fun. It, it's a fun ride, and you got Rob Lowe, so yeah, that's that's fun little addition to it. How high two? No, thank you. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't need to see a sequel. The Beach Bum, which <sighs> looks like a really weird student film but it is chock full of a-list st- people <laughs> that is the thing it's like i don't want to watch it because it looks so weird but at the same time starring matthew mcconaughey snoop dogg ilsa fisher jimmy buffett zach efron martin lawrence and jonah hill what that's it, it's it's basically like a, like a, a modern day big lebowski is what it's being kind of touted as this is on my list. I have seen it pop up multiple times on my streaming, and I want to see it. The trailer looks both good and bad. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, you just kind of need to watch it. You know, and yeah. You'll know exactly what I'm saying when you watch it. Because the trailer makes you go, I want to see that, but I don't know if I want to spend the time seeing it. Like, if there was a pill I could take that would be like, I've seen this movie, and I remember what it was like, and I could recall it, I would take that pill. But I don't know if I want to waste the hour and a half to watch it. Recall, recall, recall. <laughs> I knew you'd get that reference, though. So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, fuck. I hope my wife doesn't try to kill me. Oh, wait, I'm not married. I'm, cu- I'm good. <laughs> Joel, you got anything on this one? No, I, I've heard of it, but I have not actually. I've never seen it. Okay. So that brings us to the end, because the last one on here is Last Friday, which is coming out next year. It'll be interesting to actually see them return to the Friday franchise, considering that Chris Tucker's Chris Tucker now. Yeah. Maybe I should go watch the original Friday. You I really think. should. I've just avoided it because, of, you know, the whole Chris Tucker thing, but. It was before Chris Tucker became the Chris Tucker, you know, now. All right. And with Tiny Lister in it and Ice Cube, I like him. So, all right. Yeah. And you got to come up come up here. I'll I'll, I'll rent it. I mean, you and I can watch together, Pat. And John Witherspoon. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I do love some John Witherspoon. Yeah, it's oh. it's definitely worth your time. It, it's R- prob- it's easily in my top five on this R- list. R.I.P. John Witherspoon. Yeah, I know. I like spoons. Top five, huh? Hmm. All right. Yeah, not top five of all time, but top five on this list. Right, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Nice. So, well, I think that wraps up the stoner movies. Uh, do we need to do a thumbs up, thumbs down? <laughs> we sort of casually picked favorites, but let's uh, codify them here. Yeah, who's got a favorite? Joel? Um, Are we going o- overall or for the then and for the now? Let's do a then and now. Yeah. I'm doing a quick scan of the list here. Well, I'll start. I'll I'll start because I already know mine. Uh, my then is half baked because that's just one of my favorite movies in life. And for the now, I think it would either be between Harold and Kumar or Grandma's Boy, and I think I'm probably going to have to go with Grandma's Boy. Although we you know what, if we're going to call this is the end a stoner movie, I would go with that one. But I'm not really going to call that one a stoner movie. So, although Amer- uh, mine's pretty similar to Pat's, yeah. I'm definitely going to say that Half Baked is my favorite from then. And uh, predictably between those two, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Harold and Kumar for uh, now. Hmm. 
Although American Ultra is a close second. Oh, damn. Now I got to see it. I, I was scared <laughs> off of it. I mentioned we were doing this topic at work, and someone told me that wasn't all that great. No, it, I was very impressed with it. And it was a $4 rental or like try and track down a janky stream. And I decided to play video games instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Friday for the then maybe with Cheech and Chong just behind it. But for now, I, I'm sticking with the ones that truly were stoner movies and not movies to watch while you're stoned. I thought I had one and then I was like, I'm going to change my mind. That's a good. That's a good one. I'm probably gonna go with Grandma's Boy. Okay. Uh, for me, the then, you know, Dazing Confused is a lot of fun. I'm gonna go with that for the then and for the now. Grandma's Boy. It's got video games, got all sorts of crazy pants going on. So, and every time I see uh, what's his face leave the room, I always think of Jason Jensen, and it kind of makes me sad. <laughs> yep. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. All right. So if you had a favorite stoner movie that you wish we'd talk more about, or maybe you disagree on our definition and want to tell us about it, give us a call. Let us know at 708 now wrap. That's 708-669-9727. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have some favorite movies that you've probably just forgotten about because you're stoned, uh, call us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Jesus, every time. Every time. And uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, Noon FM, and all sorts of podcasting and podcast directories you can find us there. Joel, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to pull a scam, and uh, we're going to talk about a little Dirty Rotten Scoundrels versus the unknown The Hustle? It's a remake? Dr. Schofhausen. Dr. Emil Schofhausen. Thank you. <laughs> Rupert. We're going to see how good or bad this redo is. I think lines will be drawn on this next show. So, all right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, yeah, give us a call. Let us know any other themes that you may have. And thanks for listening. Have a good night. Leon Spinks versus Muhammad Ali the... Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Muhammad Ali the second. (laughs) You better believe that's getting cut. (laughs) 